Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, look what we have here. Buffalo Bills may be back in the playoff picture. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. We'll talk about this from both sides of the coin the Buffalo side and the Dallas side a little more concerning than Buffalo trying to make this late push. Yeah, I mean, if anyone out there is listening to Maggie Gray and doesn't know her Buffalo Bill fandom, she's a Buffalo Bills fan, but she is quite... Snake-bitten? Cautious. <laughs> in the sense that I think the yes. Bills need to make it to the AFC title game for you to think that they're actually going to make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. And we that. have evidence from our text chain yesterday. Yeah, going through tiebreakers and stuff. Oh, well, yes, no, no. Yes. It's 31-3 to and with eight minutes left of the game. And I'm like, Maggie, uh, can we do our nightly phone call now? She's like, no, nah, let's see what the Cowboys do here. This is still a touch. And then you're, you're panicked about Easton Stick and the Chargers. Like, <laughs> it's a new I coach mean, bump. <laughs> yeah, you were just so snake-bitten. This is a great Bills team. And I actually, to the point where I don't even mind that the Cowboys lost. They lost to the hot team. It happens. Okay, well, we'll get to the Cowboys side of this because I, I don't think Cowboys fans feel awesome today. You feel good because you clinched a playoff spot. Congratulations. Also, Perloff, congrats to your Philadelphia Eagles. You clinched a playoff spot, too. You're going to play tonight against the Seattle Seahawks. But I was just so surprised and pleasantly surprised that the Bills could even play this way. I've always said that they are a team that looks like they're built for a dome playing in one of the worst weather cities that we have in the NFL. Buffalo and I guess Green Bay would be the other one. I think that's about it. Finally, they showed they could run the ball. Finally, they showed they can just play the game that's handed to them, right? The Dallas Cowboys wanted no part of that game yesterday. And that might be a bigger issue for Dallas. Again, we'll get into that. But the fact that James Cook could be the star, it didn't have to be Josh Allen. The fact that they could run the ball as effectively as they did, this is what gave me more hope than anything. I know what Allen can do. I know that he can be hero. I know he can do the Superman stuff. Where's that gotten them? Nowhere. Nowhere meaningful. An AFC championship game, but haven't been close to sniffing it again. So this was really encouraging. Can we hear from Josh Allen, please, Manny? Cut 16. Josh Allen making a joke about how... Basically, he was a bystander today. I don't think I threw the ball that many times, which, again, I don't just get it done. Let's just find a way to win. And, um, you know, felt like the, the kid that didn't do anything in the class project but got an A. <laughs> and you know what? That's all right. And the fact that he's saying it's okay, I think is massive. Allen was 7 for 15, 94 yards with one touchdown, but more importantly, no turnovers in this game for him. Yeah, to me, the Bills have been playing like their playoff life is on the line for a couple weeks now, and I I think that was a difference. Motivation. Last night, they are the desperate team, and they're playing like it. Now, can this last? Right now, they're playing, I would argue, as good as anyone in the AFC. Can it last? 
unlike you, I'm positive they're making the playoffs because they're going to they're going to go to eleven and say their schedule gets really easy. They're going to go to eleven and six, and I think this momentum is going to terrify the rest of the AFC. That being said, they're not. They you know they, what's their record on the road? They have not been as good on the road, so they they run into a little thing the Cowboys do. They're much better at home, but. I think the Bills are an incredibly dangerous team right now, and not because of Josh Allen. I totally agree with you. It's not his playmaking. that They can win with James Cook, and is this defense good again? Well, against Dallas they were, and it may have just put in the kibosh on Dak Prescott's MVP candidacy. And they were good last week against Mahomes. And they were good last week that, against Mahomes. That means something. I mean, that's a, that's an opponent they've seen a lot. And yeah. I also think Kansas City, their offense is not that good. And Kansas City let, let New England hang around for probably way longer than they should have yesterday. Yeah, I agree. And it was only till Bailey Zappi had a crucial turnover that they were re- able to really take control of that game. Something's going on with Kansas City's offense still. Right. The wide receivers are still not carrying their weight. Bills are eight and six right now. You're right. They're six and two at home. They're two and four on the road. I mean, Dallas has a similar thing. They're seven and zero at yeah. home. They're three and four on the road, and it just does look wildly different. So Buffalo has the Chargers coming up on a short week. They'll I mean, play Saturday night. If you can't win that game, then you might as well go home. This is a time to get the Chargers, and then <laughs> you have the Patriots, who they lost to once already. Uh- Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine Bill Belichick's parting shot to the (laughs) Buffalo franchise is to knock them out of the playoffs? Uh, uh, And then against Miami, in Miami, and that's week 18. Now, Miami's road is much harder, right? They They have to play the Cowboys, then they play the Ravens, and they finish off with the Bills. I think for the Bills, I think they have to win the division. I think they have to win these next two games and then beat Miami in Miami, which is going to be really, really hard to do and win the division in order to for sure get in the playoffs. They own no tiebreakers. They own none. They uh, they lose tiebreakers to Cincinnati. They lose tiebreakers to Jacksonville. They lose tiebreakers to the Colts. Yeah. I mean, there's no wild card to me does not seem like the thing. I think they've got to go for the knockout punch here and get the AFC East. Do you, I don't think that makes any sense because you're looking at these the Bills are eight and six. The Texans are eight and six. The Colts are eight and six. The Jags are eight and six. The Bengals are eight and six, and the Browns are nine and five. You're saying all of these teams are going to win out and be 11 and 6? How? First of all, all these teams are dying to lose a game. Cincinnati almost got beat at home by Nick Mullins and the Vikings. That's not and Cleveland got game. Cleveland got kind of lucky to beat a pretty bad Chicago Bears team in Cleveland. Then there everybody's injured. Yep. There's no way all these teams are going uh 3 and 0 the rest of the season. First of all, it's not logistically possible because they all play each other, but there, there's just uh, there's so many losses out there on the schedule that Eleven and six will get you in. I will bet you anything. Eleven and six gets you into the wild card. Not that you're right; they could win the division anyway. But they're fine. It's the only way. I hate the term "control your own destiny." It makes no sense. It never's made any sense. We have to retire this. I hate it, but I'll use it today. The only way that the Bills assure themselves of getting in is the win out. Win the final three. You have the tiebreaker over Miami. That's the only way you assure yourself to getting into the well, playoffs. Yeah, but the other, gonna, the gonna, other way is you yeah. have you need a lot of things to break right for you. Well, right. But if they win all three games, the, I'm, I'm telling you right now. Well, Miami, it, you're assuming Miami loses a game. No, because even if Miami wins, Buffalo. Oh, you're right. If Miami keeps winning, they'll keep a two game lead. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. I'm assuming that Miami's going to drop one. I get maybe I shouldn't because their schedule is much harder. Yes. Anyway, I, I think they're fine. The Bills are making the playoffs, Maggie. It's happening. I hope so. It ha- it's happening. Let's assuming go. they don't trip at Miami. Assuming they don't trip at Miami, and they're going to be dangerous. But uh, then again, they have a little bit of Cowboys-itis. It's funny we're talking about these two teams. 
you know, we've seen them be dangerous coming to the playoffs before, and it hasn't exactly worked out. Yeah, well, story of my life. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> let's flip over to the Cowboys side of this because I think that deserves um, a lot of talk as well. The Cowboys, again, they did clinch yesterday. So I guess, like... Nobody cares about that. The Cowboys... The Cowboys were not playing for anything. That that sounds weird, right? They were not playing for anything. And once the weather kind of hit, they are like, get me out of this Western New York. Yes, they wanted no part of this. And here's where I'm a little bit concerned as a Cowboy fan, even though I understand that they did clinch a playoff spot yesterday. Yeah! <laughs> Here we go! Here we go! Here we go! Manny, you're reading my mind. I'm so glad you played that. Because we've talked a lot about Cowboys are 7-0 at home. They average 40 points a game at home. They're 3-4 and four on the road. They average like 22 points on the road, right? It's stark. The splits are just totally different. I think part of it is when they can't hear Dak's cadence. I don't know if they went to silent counts last night, and I can only tell because I'm obviously watching it on TV along with everyone else. But that Buffalo crowd was so loud. Yeah. I do not think they – I think they couldn't hear the cadence, and I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. This here-we-go crap is really working for the Cowboys. Yeah, you couldn't hear the here-we-go last night. That's a great point. Um, and presumably they'll once again go to San Francisco and have the same exact problem. I mean, the Cowboys are a team that loves to repeat themselves. They go three years in a row with the same record. Yeah. They're about to have their third 12-5 and five record. They're about to go to San Francisco again. It's the same movie we've seen with the Cowboys. Well, maybe one, a different ending for them this year, but I don't know. One thing about this, the one thing I'll say about San Francisco compared to Buffalo is you'll probably have a nice weather game. The The thing is, Dallas doesn't love to play on the grass in San Francisco. You saw it earlier in the, the yeah, Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons isn't quite as fast on that turf. So you're right. Everything's shaping up bad. The bottom line is the Cowboys were not going to catch the Niners. That NFC title game, if they make it there, was going to be in San Francisco. So I can't I can't even really the Niners are winning out. They are they a are, juggernaut, they look right? Amazing. They're a juggernaut. So Yes, it was a bad loss for the Cowboys, but if they had won that game, what's the difference? They're still going to San Francisco. I, is that that the does that make Cowboys fans feel better? No, of course not. But the reality is they were not playing. There was nothing logistically they were playing for last night. They're not getting the number one seed. So that means San, a trip to San Francisco is in their future. Okay, so the other, well, there there is part of this where if you didn't know, now you know, which is the blueprint is out on how to beat the Cowboys. Now, there's two things. Yeah. Just run the ball on them, and Micah Parsons gets neutralized. Yeah. You've been talking about this since early in the season. We've talked yeah. about it a lot. You just you have to be able to run the ball, and James Cook looked like the second coming of Thurman Thomas last night. He was amazing. Amazing. And so you don't even have to be like one of the best running backs in the league to torch this defense on the ground. Offensive line for Buffalo did a great job also. But so you run on them, and if you get up by two scores, yeah. like good night. I mean, the it's so weird to me that this Dallas team can't come from behind because this was the number one offense by many metrics coming into this game. Yeah. You think with the ability for quick strikes and things like that, that you could actually be a come-from-behind team, but they're not. And I don't know if you just, like, can get that in the last couple weeks of the season. Can you can you flip that if they yeah. find themselves trailing? Well, who is it? I mean, 
<laughs> okay, is that a formula? Get ahead by two scores. That beats almost everybody. Though. Well, not really, because we saw teams come back from two scores down just this weekend. I mean, we saw Cincinnati was down by two scores and came back. This happens all the time. In the I just NFL. think the, the Niners are specifically built to be ahead as well. And we saw that three-game losing streak. When they get in a dogfight, they can't just pin back and, and rush the quarterback. They're a different team. Mm-hmm. All these teams, and I think the Eagles, too, you want to get in a position where the other quarterback has to throw, and then your best strength is a pass yeah, but the have been a second half team all season. I know they've long. had that's that's they, the, the, they don't know they don't apply to this conversation. Yeah, no, generally though, they they're a team that is designed to be ahead because they have all these pass rushers you can rotate in. You want to put the other team in a pass rush situation. The Cowboys are are over the top with that. But I think there are a lot of teams like that. That's not a strategy to get ahead two scores. Like, yeah, if you're up 14 nothing, you're going to win most NFL games. No, but there are there are a lot of teams you play where a two-score lead is not safe. Kansas They're, City, for example, right? I mean, Kansas City is a comeback team. Cincinnati is a comeback team. I mean, you have teams out there who have made a living off yeah. of coming back in second halves, and the Cowboys are not one of those no, teams. No, they're definitely not. Let's uh, hear from Mike McCarthy. He says the road games, well, frankly, they've been an issue. It's a gap. It's, it's part of my message. Um, you know, I, I just, you know, we, we play so well at home, and there's and there's just too big of a gap in our road games. Yeah, we're, we're conscious of it. We've we'll, um, got a long flight home to, to continue to talk about it, think about it. All right. Well, I mean, doesn't this fall a little bit on coaching, right? I mean, the matchup, like, styles make fights, and it was weird to me that Dallas didn't seem like they tried anything different in the second half. Yeah, they like nothing. They didn't make an adjustment. James Cook was just as good in the second half as he was in the first half. That's not fair. They did make an important adjustment. Mike McCarthy called the plane and said, "Get that thing fueled up. <laughs> We're getting up. out of this place <laughs> as fast as possible." You would actually like the surf and turf on the way home. Yeah, they're Please. like they escaped with Dak Prescott intact and Micah Parsons intact. They're fine. They're probably and by the way, I think this this road woes issue goes away next week. I think they beat Miami because Miami hasn't beaten anybody. So yes. They're playing against a desperate team in bad weather in Buffalo. This is not an indictment. They're not winning that game. Here's a question for you. is If they had lost 28-27, or right. like they lost that Eagles game, it's still the same result. I, I've, I'm not concerned that they got blown out. Or should I? Am I underestimating the impact of a blowout? Um, I, I think losing on the road. I mean, that's that was my biggest, bigger takeaway. Yeah, yeah. Whether, it had it, been, whether it had been by a field goal or by, you know, four touchdowns or whatever, I... I, d- I do think it makes a difference. I mean, you keep telling me how great Dak played in that Philadelphia game where they lost. So I I've I, I don't know. I do think it, it, it is different. Uh, Mike McCarthy again says the offense did nothing to help the struggling defense, and he said he's to blame. All three phases didn't get it done. You know, starting with me. I mean, we we needed to put points on the board for our defense. Our defense needed help today, and uh, we didn't give it to them. Yeah, and listen, it's easy to take the blame on a day when you also clinched a playoff berth, right? That's like easy for a coach and coaches should, you know, take the lion's share, but that's easy for the coach to say, Hey, that's on me. But Hey, by the way, look at us. We're a playoff team. We've got bigger goals. There you go. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest about what the path is ahead for the Cowboys. They're pretty much penciled into the number five seed. Yep. They'll play the four seed, the NFC South winner, probably win that game just like last year, and then they're just probably sitting. Probably Tampa just like last just year. Just like last year. Then they're going to be staring at that game against the Niners. Again, I, I think the overall rap on the Cowboys, you have great points about being on the road, but I think the overall rap is doesn't matter what you do in the regular season. They're a show-me in the postseason team, and it just feels like history repeating itself. I, I love Dak's game. I think he's a really good quarterback. 
But I, you know, you saw it last night when things get tough against a team like the Niners, you know, the Niners, like the Bills, can rush the passer. I think it's going to be a tough sledding ahead. Yeah. Well, Dak Prescott MVP. Good night. Dallas Cowboys. Can they actually win a big game on the road? I, I don't think so. Yeah. And well, I think it's you can't hear the you can't hear the cadence. You can't hear the here we go. Or maybe the team's not tough enough. I, I it's a lot. I'm curious if the warm weather in Miami next week helps them. I know it's Christmas and, and the South Beach flu and all that stuff. I think it's a different game next week. It's going to be worse. No, I don't think so because Miami is not beating a good team. Buffalo is desperate. I don't think Miami's desperate like Buffalo is. Okay, I, but I, what's the one thing that Miami does really, really well? They run the ball. And this is this is the same Kyle Shanahan mm-hmm. tree that Mike McDaniel is a, is a branch off of that tree. They can also run it on the Cowboys, and they could run it badly. Now, the difference mm. is, you know, is Tyreek Hill going to be back for this game, they, and are they going to start to try to force-feed Hill at all to try to get him that 2,000 yards? I mean, that thing's that's out of control, right? That's not happening. Miami can run the ball against bottom feeders. They they have not run the ball against good teams. I mean, they, they I don't think they ran it well against the Eagles when they lost there. They did not run it against the Bills in week whatever that was. was. a long time ago. Yeah, I, I'm not September. sure. September. They haven't proven that that running attack works against good teams. I'm telling you, there's a stark difference playing against winning teams with Miami. I, I think Dallas, I, I am not going to bury them because of this loss at all. 855-212-4CBS. Kind of the yin and the yang of the Cowboys yesterday, which is you clinch a playoff berth, and then your team goes out and gets smoked. And you just double down and prove that on the road, this team is just not as good, not as tough. And the fact is, you likely are going to have to win three road games if you really want to go where you want to go. Yeah, I mean, we'll give them that that first week against the NFC South. They'll win that game. They're good at that. That's that Baker resurgence that's yesterday a, in Green Bay. Well, yeah, but it could be New Orleans too. Either way, right now Tampa holds the tiebreaker against. Yeah, them. yeah, yes. but I, but there's a lot of football left. You know, there's three games left. Who knows? Watch Atlanta come back and win that stupid division, the NFC South. I'm giving. <laughs> no, if the uh, Cowboys can't happening. beat the NFC South winner, then there's no reason to even be talking about them. I that's think fair. they do. I think they're on a collision course with San Francisco and the MVP of the NFL, Brock Purdy. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I heard you just sneak in that Brock Purdy MVP thing right there. Snuck it in right at the end just of the like, segment. Just like Brock Purdy is sneaky athletic. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get to that. Uh, Brock Purdy, did he cement his MVP candidacy last night? Or is Lamar Jackson going to have something to say about it? Because that was a special performance for Lamar and the Ravens last night in Jacksonville. So much more to do. And want to hear from you, 855-212-4CBS. You can watch the show if you'd like. YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio. It's Maggie and Perloff just getting going on this Monday, CBS Sports Radio. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. It's just the energy we have to put into convincing Maggie that the Buffalo Bills are going to be all right is it's unbelievable. It's no, no, the I'm, hardest here. Thing. I'm here with you now. No, all, you're all not. All they had to do is run the ball for more yards than they have in like five years, and now I'm back in. You were worried about the new coach bump for Easton Stick and the Chargers. Listen, what you and I talk about privately doesn't necessarily have to make it onto <laughs> no, the I air actually, all the time. I understand it. I think that is the real fan inside of you because I, I get like that too. Like until this the the trophy is hoisted, I do not believe okay. that anything good is going to happen to me either. Perloff is calling me out because last night the Bills were up by four touchdowns and he's like, let's do the call. I was like, let's just see what Dallas does on this drive. Yeah. And Dak Prescott threw an interception. I was like, all right, now we can do and the And what call. did I respond? 
I said, what are they going to score, a 24-point touchdown? And I said, maybe. <laughs> you never know. It's the Bills. I don't. Maybe the Dallas Cowboys do have a way to score a 24-point touchdown. That Maybe the league all of a sudden is like, well, we yeah. called New York, and they said it's okay. But just keep in mind, when Perloff's calling me out about this, this yeah. is somebody who could not watch the Texans game live yeah. because you're friends with Case Keenum, yeah. who is the backup quarterback who played last night, yesterday afternoon, and led them to a come-from-behind win. Yeah. And EJ and I are texting like, Case, hey, you know, exclamation points. Perloff's like, don't tell me what happens. Yeah, I, uh-huh. I, I didn't realize NFL games came with spoiler alerts for Perloff. <laughs> it's like in real time. Like this is You're the- not watching Case? Come on. I do this with the Eagles. Sometimes I just hit pause on the TV and I'm like, you know what? I need to catch a breath. I just get, and I get this from my dad. My dad is on the, uh, he's on the brink of a total collapse at all times. You guys don't do that. Leave the room during no. a game. But you know that where you're standing affects the outcome on the field, right? <laughs> See, and we you're all telling know me this. that I'm not buying That's it just a all. sports <laughs> fact. That's science, Maggie. Let's go to the phones. 855-212-4CBS. Russ is in San Francisco and I think he's got a welcome for us, a unique one. Hey, Russ, good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you guys? We're doing great. How you doing? Good, good. Hey, uh, I wanted to welcome you to the uh, to the Bay Area. We you appreciate it. We just found out that we're on in the Bay Area last week. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, last couple of weeks. And uh, like I said, I just uh, I got a two-hour drive uh, into the Bay into San Francisco. Bay Area, and I listen to you guys every Monday morning. So and, you'd like uh, a little more San Francisco talk? Hey, give them some love. Oh, hey, how Russ, could we not? Russ, can we amazing. get on? Can we get on that bandwagon? Like, I, I want. <laughs> Don't let them on. Can you I, send me on. a Niners jersey because no. that team looks like a juggernaut right now? Russ, do not waste your money. Do not let Perloff get anywhere near your bandwagon. It's full. <laughs> he does not deserve to be on your bandwagon. Yeah. No, like I said, I just I love listening to you guys, and and uh, you know I'm a Buffalo Bill fan. I yeah, I was born I, I was born in uh, Erie, Pennsylvania, so I grew up a Bills fan. There we go. And uh, but been in the Bay Area for quite a few years now, and and I think what uh, what the Niners and Brock are doing are I mean it's it's worthy of uh, more talk. Oh, definitely, Russ, and we're we're massive fans of what they're doing, and drive safely out there. Here's I don't want to get things twisted around here. Yeah. I think the Niners are incredible. Like, they're the most complete team in the NFL. Yeah. Where I have to stop short is I think McCaffrey should be the MVP candidate, mm-hmm. not Brock Purdy. Now, I know how this game works, right? It's a quarterback award. So, like, Maggie, just get on board. But I, I, I want to just kind of... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Stay in the little lane I've carved out in here, not because I'm stubborn, but because I really think McCaffrey is the more deserving person. Okay, 
I, I know where you're coming from. You are stubborn, first of all. Yeah, I just yeah. want to point that out. You're <laughs> quite stubborn. Let's be honest about that. It matters big and small. If you took out McCaffrey, you would have a chance to win. If you take out Brock Purdy, you're putting in Sam Darnold, and that is a major downgrade. So well, I think in, this, in that sense, Brock Purdy is more valuable. Okay, but if you okay, but that's also just a function of who the backup is. Like if you actually had a better backup no. in San Francisco, I I think Josh Johnson, if he hadn't gotten hurt, could no. have beaten the Eagles last no. year. No, no, no way. I think you're underestimating how well Brock Purdy is seeing everything right now. He is in he's a amazing. zone. He's, he's totally in a zone, and he's doing things. He's playing physical football. I'm amazed he doesn't get hurt because he's getting putting himself out there, making deep throws. He's doing everything. Okay, but. You watched Brock Purdy yesterday, and he was awesome. I mean, they kill the Cardinals. Kind of, I mean, Cardinals were able to run a little bit yesterday, but like they, they are the offense just torches the Cardinals. Um, and then you watched Lamar Jackson last night. Yeah, we're talking about MVP candidates, and it's just like it's amazing. It's probably going to come down to these two guys because they're two like polar opposites. Like, what do you do? You have Brock Purdy, who's distributing the ball all around, making high difficult yeah. difficulty uh, throws. High degree of difficulty. I'm going to give you that. The one to Ayuk on the sideline was just like perfect. I mean, yep. beautiful. But then you have Lamar, who's like doing it all. Yeah, but moving around to keep the plays alive and throwing. And like Lamar's like a one man offense. So how do you decide who's more valuable there? Well, we already gave Lamar an MVP for being a one man offense. And I I heard the news this offseason that they're going to change and they're going to run more of a system. And guess what the system is? Lamar, go back there and run around for 15 seconds and make a play. That's not a system. So Lamar already got his MVP. Give it to someone new. He, yes, he's amazing. I'm not saying anything bad, but. We've seen this movie. Uh, Leland is in Sacramento. Good morning, Leland. Hey, good How are morning, you? Maggie. Good morning, Perloff. What's up? Morning, good morning, guys. Morning. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Um, I always wanted to say I too listen to you on Mondays. Thank and, you. And uh, also, welcome to the market. Uh, I used to listen to you. I think at the um, the four to five hour, but now you're on. You know, they have you on earlier. I get up. You guys are on. Awesome. And appreciate. Appreciate the commentary analysis. Appreciate you, you. Thank you so much. What's on your mind this morning? Well, I wanted to say, I'm, you know, I'm looking at the uh, uh, those teams that have clinched a playoff spot, and there are, you know, 49ers and a couple other teams. Yep. I think the Cowboys are, are going to get a chance to play the 49ers again in the playoffs. Do you oh, agree? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and um, I, I think, Maggie, raised an important point about coaching. Mm. And I don't think that Mike McCarthy is a great – he's a great coach, but he's not on the level of Kyle Shanahan, and uh, I'm predicting a a 49ers win. And I'm not taking anything away from the Cowboys. They're a great team. Dak Prescott is a great quarterback. But – No, you – I think you're reading this right, though, Leland, and and thank you so much for the call and the warm wishes. I mean, you're reading this correctly. You – even the most staunch – Dallas Cowboy fan would have to think if we face San Francisco again, we might get another close game. You got to hope for another close game, but man, we could be in some big trouble. Yeah. I, the fact that they already got their blowout in San Francisco makes me feel like maybe they're, they, it's going to be a different outcome the next game. Uh, I, I don't, I know that doesn't follow logically, but it's hard to beat a good team that soundly twice. Feels almost like a divisional game at this point. I feel like the Cowboys actually bizarrely show up for that next game. 
And I think it's a close game, too. I don't think the, the, the Niners are going to beat him 42-10 to 10 again. Yeah, to me, the Mike McCarthy aspect of this doesn't make me feel great if I'm the Cowboys. I agree Kyle Shanahan would coach circles around Mike McCarthy, but Kyle Shanahan against Dan Quinn in a rematch. Maybe yeah. I like that a little bit more. Uh, Marco Belletti is here with some headlines this morning. Good morning. Morning, guys. And we're sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. For protection on the road and on the water, see how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Well, we're inching towards the end of the season. Playoff spots continue to be bunched up. Now you got the Texans, Colts, and Jaguars all tied for the AFC South lead, thanks in large part to, apparently, Perlow's big friend, Case Keenum, the Houston product, coming off the bench for C.J. Stroud, led the Texans to the overtime win over the Titans. Where in the name of Houston on the front of my jersey, which I've done for a long time, and to get to do it again and represent uh, for our city, for our team, uh, it, means, it means a lot. Uh, it really does. So cool story. Texans get the win. In large part, they held Derrick Henry to nine yards on 16 carries. Yeah, definitely tough. Um, no, I don't really have no, no words. Just wasn't good enough. And um, yeah, tough. All right. So he's not thrilled. Yeah. We know Tennessee's yeah. not going to the playoffs, right? Yeah. We, we knew that. Is he maybe alluding, though, to his time in Tennessee being done? Being eliminated, you knowing there's ga- three games left. Um, you know, I've been here my, my whole career. Um, definitely wanted to go out strong, which that isn't the case. But um, I'll just try to give him all these last three games and um, leave it all on the field. Now, keep in mind, his contract's up yeah. at the end of the year, but does that sound like a guy that's no. already got two feet out the door? And... I don't think you have to read into that. He basically just said, I'm <laughs> <Goodbye>. leaving. <laughs> I mean, he said, love you, Nashville. I'll see you in, uh, maybe on the road one day. And now the question becomes a 29-year-old running back who has been a total workhorse. What does that do on the market with the Saquon Not Barclays much. and all that? I mean, we're, we're going round and round and round. I mean, he wants out, obviously, but... What's his market? Yeah. He, he needs to be Not a volume bad. carrier to be that effective, too. So he's only good if he gets 25 carries a right. game, and nobody's going to do that next year. I, I think the biggest question for Tennessee is, I, I guess, Levis? Yes? Uh, We're going who, with who Levis, knows? right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nasty, nasty going with him, yeah. Sorry. Whether he's the guy or not is a different story. I mean, I think that this definitely keeps them. They're not going to draft another quarterback, right? Uh, like, I think Levis gets the job next year. Why don't uh, – Probably, but I don't think it's it's like an early Jalen Hurts. I don't think they're so sold on him. I, I think they're, they're going to try him out next year but because he's he has a good play and a bad play. Yeah, I I think they probably see his like ceiling. He's not even close to it, and he's got the big arm. Yeah. And doesn't have sleeves. That is one thing we know about him. <laughs> Dude loves to show off the cannons. Well, if you had arms that look like that, you probably would never wear a shirt either. There's an emerging narrative about my friend Case Keenan, by the way. Not only yeah. did I root for him as a, a friend, we wrote a book together. We've known him a long, long time. But he is now representing all the middle-aged dads out there. <laughs> now that Ryan Fitzpatrick... Wait, Joe Flacco's not doing that for No, you? Flacco's... Yes, Flacco too. But Ryan Fitzpatrick held this mantle for a long time. But who do you see... Flipping hamburgers on a grill more than Case Keenum. Hosting a barbecue, having the friends over. He is the dad quarterback in the NFL Wait right minute, now. But now 35 is middle age. There, I'm only 32, so that means I'm three years of middle age. That's it's just me. in NFL terms, and also the way <laughs> okay. Case not carries, real life, EJ. You're fine. Yeah. Okay. The way Case on, carries go. himself too. Like Aaron Rodgers is 40, but he is not that. He's not in that lane at all. No, he's not a dad, and he gives off no dad. No, vibes. no, no. He's at clubs in Chelsea. Yeah, no, Trust he's me. cool. Yeah. Case Keenum, he's still he's going out at night. Yeah, yeah. Most 40 year olds, we, we're not going anywhere. Case Keenum's just like us. Bolivia to do yeah. psychedelic drugs. That's not exactly yeah. flipping burgers, but unless you're really multi-talented. Case Keenum, like us, gets annoyed if the night game goes too long. It's like, it's 1130. <laughs> I got to wake up to get the kids. Kirk, Trust Cousins, me. Gives, Kirk Cousins gives me those vibes, too. Oh, oh man. You right. know what? But it's, he's hurt. So he's It actually little... should be called the Kirk Cousins Award. Yeah. 
Kirk Cousins, who we found out on the Netflix documentary, just loves to spend his off days at uh, Barnes & Noble. Yeah. Just browsing. <laughs> they didn't buy anything. Kirk Cousins, Case Keenum, middle age of the 2000s, Aaron Rodgers, middle age of the hippie era in the 1960s. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, who else? Like Ryan Fitzpatrick was definitely a dad. I mean, he had a bunch of kids. Philip Rivers. He's got like seven kids, right? Yeah. I think once you have kids. Yeah. What was it? Who is uh And, you know, my wife's theory on Patrick Mahomes that the only reason the offense is struggling is because he's got two kids under five. That'll do it, Maggie. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, yeah, I have got one kid under five. Oh, it's yeah. A handful. You guys have I can no, still run the offense, though. EJ, you have no idea. The stress. I don't want to have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> you got to someday, buddy. Oh, Actually. can't wait for that. All right, I do want to go back to Saturday night. We know the Lions roll the Broncos. Of course, that got the close-up of Sean Payton laying into Russell Wilson. Now, Payton claims we didn't see what we saw. I was upset about the call. That's all. Simple. That's it. We got on Russell. It looked like he yelled at Russell. No, I was upset at the call. Yeah, he wasn't done there, though. If you're upset with the call, why were you, what were you yelling at Russell about? Listen, what I talk with Russell about is none of your business. See, that's a problem. Uh, <laughs> is this weird? There's part of me that believes him. Am I such? Am I a total gullible person? First of all, the sideline camera, what it looks like, the depth perception is really off. Don't you notice that? Do you think he's yelling not directly at Russell Wilson, but off to the side? I think he was generally Possible. yelling, and then he's like, and then you're pressing me on it, and now I'm just going to be Sean Payton. And I'm going to be a. I'm going to be Sean Payton after I just got blown out. I'm not going to be nice. I'm not yeah. going to be cordial. There's part of me that really believes this. that was a bad call. It was a false start, right? That. That took him yeah. Yeah, out. Yeah, but, the, sides, but yeah. the thinking is there was two two plays that they looked like the Broncos got into the end zone. And people think that Sean Payton was yelling at Russell Wilson because he ran the next play too quickly and didn't give the upstairs guys time to look at the film and throw the challenge flag. So I think that's it. If he was yelling at Russ, it's because Russ moved too fast okay. and screwed up the challenge. Country. Let's rock. And Maggie, let me let's come on. This is Sean Payton. I know. M- Mr. Bounty Gate. You really think he's gonna be honest <laughs> right. up there? I should not be giving him the benefit of the doubt. Okay. And, and that's legitimate, but here's my problem with that. You can talk to Russell Wilson in the headset. Yeah. Slow down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe Maggie's right. Maybe he was just yelling about the call. I mean, the whole drive was so frustrating because they had two times. Ty- they they could have thrown right. the flag on either. Who right. I'm not sure what the officials would have done. They were very close. Right, but I mean again, that's on Payton. It almost feels like he's being Sean Payton and he's deflecting. What he, he Look, he was angry at a lot of different things on the sideline. It's just hard to believe that he wasn't angry at Russell Ross Wilson, also, too. yes. And that's fine. You're going to get angry at people. It's okay. It's just afterward. No, I, what I talk to him about is our business. Well, and by the way, not really how this limited. works. Yeah. To put any of that loss on Russell Wilson, I mean, that defense got yeah. torched. Yeah. Yeah. I think 42 points in That one. was impressive. This was a Detroit Lions, oh, you thought we were dead. Here's yeah. five touchdowns in your face. <laughs> Talking about a team that needs to be on at, at home. home. By the way. Oh. oh, my God, and play indoors. <laughs> yeah, that was indoors. Uh, although I have to tell you, Sam Laporta, oh, my gosh, he's going to torch the Eagles in the playoffs. That guy is unbelievable. Three Tight touchdowns. End. Oh. Yes. All right, a note from last night. Ravens reported losing tight end Keaton Mitchell for the season. That's with a knee injury, of course, running tonight. Uh, oh, sorry, running back. Of course, you got the Eagles and the Seahawks tonight in Seattle. We'll see if Jalen Hurts plays. Downgraded to questionable with the illness. Of course, Philly getting some more breathing room with the Cowboys loss, though. Um, something happened last night that hasn't happened since December 1st of 2018. We got any guesses on this? December 1st, 2018. Hmm. This has got to be oh. something Jacksonville-related. Baker Mayfield throws a four touchdowns. No. Mm. <laughs> we have a seven to six football game. No, I'm sure we've had plenty of those. The Jackson Jackson throws for, for three touchdowns. Um, could be. However, we're going to basketball for this one. Oh, for the first time since December 1st of 2018, Steph Curry played a game and did not hit a three. 
Wow. Huh? Yeah, I did huh? hear this. Yeah. Yeah. So that breaks the streak of 268 consecutive games <laughs> where he had at least one three. He was 0 of 8 from three. He was 2 of 12 overall, but the Warriors still won. That's how you know the Warriors are watched. <laughs> Why? They won. No, it was the hey, Trailblazers. They won by four. I mean, if Curry's not knocking down threes, how long could this possibly last? <laughs> right. I mean, the Warriors are in trouble now. We're on in the Bay Area these days. I think people there understand more than anyone. You got Draymond suspended indefinitely. Clay- so him not being on the floor knocked down this record, and Curry can't hit a three anymore. Well, not anymore. Be <laughs> <laughs> careful. Hit one last no? night. Yeah, right. anymore. Well, that's it. That's I think when Andrew Wiggins did come off the bench, he scored twenty-five points. They moved him to the bench. Maybe this will give them some kind of spark. I don't know. It, it just it looks really bad for the Warriors. Who's right now. starting in his place again? Uh, they're starting uh, Podzinski, the rookie. Oh yeah, from where Santa Santa Clara. Santa Clara. Yeah, that okay. kid's good. He could shoot. Nice. <sighs> I love it. I got to say, shut up! Shut up! <laughs> I'm very disappointed in Scoot Henderson. By the way, I thought he was going to take the Rookie of the Year vote. And any new listeners might have to know that if Victor Wembanyama wins Rookie of the Year, I have to drive to San Antonio. To apologize to and, him for calling him Victor Wembustyama. And I was sure Portland's Scoot Henderson was going to be the guy to beat him, and it's not happening. No, Chet Holmgren is your is your only hope, but I don't think he should even be eligible for yeah. Rookie of the Year because he was in the NBA last year. And Wim also, Bustyama? he's not overwhelmingly better than Wembanyama. They're pretty close stats-wise. I agree with you. Oh, speaking of show bets, now that one might get paid off, will get paid off, hopefully. When bust Jama? In the year 2024. Mm-hmm. We have another show bet that's going to get paid off in 2024 based on whether Michigan can beat Alabama in the college football playoff. However, starting today and through the end of the week, we are going to be counting down the top five greatest moments of the Maggie and Perloff show in the year 2023 and just a hint a lot of them are show bets yeah that we have uh, paid off over the year Oof. yeah well, why do we do this to ourselves <laughs> what what are we thinking because it's fun cbs is that when perloff told big dave in kentucky to shut up shut up dave <laughs> <laughs> you were no, angry. I think I think this is actually when you guys oh, had no, the, Marinick. the yeah Marinick when you guys had the spicy wings and our assistant program yeah. director right right you would never tell Big Dave to shut up but no, you tell no, your no, boss I'm, to shut up though I'm I'm scared of Big Dave <laughs> shut up Dave <laughs> <laughs> that was the spicy chicken nuggets that was a good one Perloff was hurting oh right, yeah we were just delirious from all the pain Perloff at that point uh, in time that that stunk that was not fun at all. Everyone's like, and everyone's like, oh, those aren't really spicy. Then everybody who tried one was like, ooh, bacon. remember? <laughs> well, the worst part. I do part, remember. I indulged, and uh, they 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 kicked in after maybe like three or four. Well, the worst part about it was you had to eat the ten chicken nuggets or whatever, but you couldn't drink any water or anything until after you were done. Yeah. So Not, the spice just kept building and building and building, and there was no way you couldn't drink any milk or anything. Is that what happened? I don't remember. I blocked out this. Yes. Uh, blocked out or blacked out? <laughs> I don't maybe. know. <laughs> a coach telling us that he blacked out over the weekend. Did he live to see the agony of defeat or the thrill and the ecstasy of winning? We'll let you know in just a moment. Also, we see you guys on the phones. We get back to your phone calls. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, an alarming loss on the road or the fact that he clinched a playoff spot means all is forgiven. 855-212-4CBS. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff right here on CBS Sports Radio. Good morning. Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. What a weekend in the NFL. So you guys want to talk about it? We start off with the Cowboys and the Bills. 
Cowboys get smoked yesterday in Buffalo. Did not see that coming. They clinch a playoff spot, though. So I guess all's well. Now they're going to play Miami, all another well. team that can run the ball. Listen, all is not well. I, I I agree. I think they have a problem on the road, and I think that's, again, could rear its ugly head in the playoffs. I'm not saying, first of all, it didn't matter. San Francisco is going to win out. There's no doubt about that, and they were going to have the number one seed. Everybody's got the same problem. And regardless of what happened in Buffalo, you are facing a head-on collision to go to San Francisco, and this is, this is a big problem. I know... Uh, Dallas is your Super Bowl pick, and I yep. love it. They're they're probably the second best team in the NFC, and I'll say that even as an Eagles fan. Yeah. But right now, there's a dominant team in the NFL, so don't I don't even care what happened to Buffalo. Show me what you're going to do to beat the Niners. I also think the Niners, like even watching uh, Baltimore last night, and Baltimore took care of Jacksonville, and you know that was not even really a game because Jacksonville kind of blew it for themselves in the first half and really couldn't get totally back into it. I think the 49ers are better. It's like the 49ers than everyone else. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, you'd have to say that, that Baltimore would be the next front runner. They're going to play each other, obviously, on Christmas Eve, right? But <sighs> I mean, I, unless who you, else is there? The I mean, Chiefs? No. Philly and Dallas. I mean, are right there. I, I think that's your best chance, and I don't think it's a great chance. That's what I'm saying. Let's go to the phones. 855-212-4CBS. Tony is in San Diego. Tony, good morning. Hey, good morning. How's it going? We're doing great. What's on your mind? Um, actually, I don't have a team in this way because obviously my team moved up to Los Angeles. Sure. I noticed you guys are talking about Cowboys and Bills. Yeah, they played yesterday. The team you guys aren't talking about is Browns. Let's talk the about Browns the Browns, team. Tony. I'd love to talk about <laughs> the Browns. Perloff will the make Browns you believe team. that I don't want to talk about the Browns, but I do. Why would I make? <laughs> because you don't believe in any Flacco magic. No, I do not. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The Browns beat the Chiefs, Bengals, Ravens, Jaguars, and the 49ers by two. The Cowboys beat the Giants, Jets, Pacers, Chargers, Rams, Eagles, Panthers, and Seahawks. Yeah. 49ers beat the Steelers, Rams, Giants, and Cardinals. Both of those teams beat the worst defenses. Well, the Cowboys, the Browns beat the best defenses. Tony, I'm glad you brought up the Browns, and it's an interesting, and thank you for the phone call and for weighing in. It's an interesting choice to go from a Charger fan and be like, my team left me. I'm going to get on the Browns bandwagon. Like That shows a lot of confidence that you have in yourself and your your mental health, all of that, because I'm sure there's a lot of Browns fans who are lifelong born and bred who would gladly jump off that bandwagon. This is what we call getting getting it out of the mud. (laughs) That's, That's something. Um, but I applaud you, Tony. I think that the Browns with Joe Flacco, listen, it wasn't pretty yesterday against Chicago, mm-hmm. but Chicago had been a hot team. Now they blanked them in the fourth yeah. quarter because that defense is so good. And the fact that the Browns basically had like half of their team on the bench yesterday and still found a way to win that game, I'm encouraged by that. You're not discouraged by the fact that you have a great defense and your quarterback has five turnovers the last two weeks? Well, you know, the Bears defense had really been coming oh, get on out of here. with the, the Bears Montez defense? Sweat trade. Three picks. Joe Flacco threw three picks. All you have to do as Cleveland quarterback is not turn the ball over and you're going to win. It done. I, I, watched, I saw last night's game, or sorry, yesterday's game as an indictment of the Browns. You should kill the Bears in Cleveland, even with these injured players. The Bears are not a good team. 
even I know they have the number one pick with the Panthers. They're going to be a top ten pick. They're okay, a bad team. Off. Nobody, the Browns aren't going to kill people. That's not going to happen, especially with those injuries. So the fact that they came back and Flacco did throw those three picks. One of them was a pick six, but weren't they all in the first half? See, he played a cleaner second half. I believe there, there was one in the second half. Ah, I thought there was. A, they were only in the first half. Anyway, they he was clean in the fourth quarter. We'll put it that way, and that's exactly what they needed. I mean, here's the thing about Flacco. Like, he's not awesome, but you only need him for a couple weeks. This isn't your solution. This isn't your okay for the future. So, all that being said, w- what are we doing here? What's going to happen? They make the playoffs, and then what? I don't know. Anything I do. Can happen. I do. No, not anything can happen. They're not going anywhere. This is. I'm sorry, but they need Deshaun Watson back. They need better play at a quarterback because Flacco is making incredible plays. But you can't turn the ball over all these times with that defense. Play conservative. You should not have to go to the last second with the Bears. Listen, and you probably should have lost on the Hail Mary, by the way. I I actually don't have a problem with this. They with like I think they showed a graphic uh, during the game that like 25 percent of the salary. Uh, their salary cap was on the bench yesterday. You bottom line is you found a way to win, and like say they're the six seed or something like that, and they end up playing the three seed, which could end up being the AFC South champion. You're not going to give the Browns even a shot in hell. So so what if they win a game? Big deal. They're, they're not going anywhere. They could get. To, they could win a wild card game. Okay. This is not a dangerous team. If I'm in the the second round and I see Joe Flacco and that Browns team coming, all you got to do is double team and Joku, and you're set. Let's go quickly to James as our pal in Modesto. Uh, California. Hey, James, how are you? Good morning, my friends. How you doing? <laughs> Good, man. We started off the week really well, didn't we? How about that? <laughs> well, I know I you're know happy what. because your Raiders yeah. blew out the Chargers, uh, but that was last. Man. That was Thursday. Yeah, yeah, Thursday. That started the week off, you yeah. know. But uh, yeah, who's the who's the good one, Jekyll or Hyde? You know, whichever one it is. <laughs> that's what I want to see the rest of the year, you know. But uh, I, I'm pulling for you guys, man. I want to see the Bills and the Eagles Super Bowl. That's what I want to see. I want <laughs> oh, to that would be yeah. amazing. I can't imagine. That would be amazing. I want to see you two go at it. <laughs> you know, that'd be great. But, uh, yeah, we got some good football left. But you, uh, that cut you uh, played on uh, Peyton, man, that was pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, I think yep. he was yelling at him. I think he, uh, I think he realizes that, uh, you know, they're, 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 they're done. You, you know, they're done. James, think, thank uh, you, you know, for the call. James, we're yeah. up against it. You're great for checking in. That, that was Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. Sean Payton, was he yelling at Russell Wilson? Was he yelling towards Russell Wilson? Yeah, remember that story about the Broncos being the resurgent team? It all fell apart <laughs> pretty quick. I know. And if Perloff and I, we don't need like to go at it for our teams to be in the Super Bowl, but can you imagine the show bet wow. that would happen if that actually came true? Wow. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.